Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Of the Spirit of the Lord. 120 gathered in one place. Fervently prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. Pastor Bob, you are tuned in to the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. This is, uh, let's see, November 15th, 2020. And this, if you're listening 
November 15, 2020. It's live. You could be listening to us on our local radio station, KDIX, 1230 AM right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. You can be listening on KDIX.net, or you could be listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, and they always put that disclaimer on there, we are not responsible for what the content of this program. That's how they always start this one up, because they never know what Pastor Bob's going to say. Sometimes I don't know what Pastor Bob's going to say. So that's kind of, no wonder they put that disclaimer on there. It's kind of dangerous. We've got a bunch of people texting me tonight. You can text me if you would like to be part of this program. I might give you a shout out. I might not, but I, I might. We've got the, the, uh, tonight the, um, award for who got to text me first went to, um, Ben and Dakota in Bismarck. But they texted me like two in the afternoon saying we want to be first. And so they uh, they texted first, and then after that, we've got Nathaniel Burling texted me, and he he's listening tonight. We've got uh, let's see who else is is on here. Um, we've got Brother Griffith um, from Great Falls, Montana. Yvonne and Marin from Bowman listening tonight. How did they do down there? How did uh, Brother Ben Lee do preaching in Bowman today? Sounds like he brought a bunch of people with him too. We've got uh, Timothy listening tonight. He's not even close to the first. And uh, Brother Jones is listening. Brother Jones, Dale Jones, is going to be preaching here in Dickinson a week from Wednesday. Not this Wednesday, but the week, the Wednesday right before Thanksgiving. Man, I, there are a lot of texts. When I, get, I Maybe I better not give out the cell number anymore. Uh, a lot of people texting me tonight. Um, we've got um, uh, Brian listening tonight. We've got Brother Joe from Texarkana. Uh, Arkansas, is that Texarkana, Arkansas? How come I always ask? Yeah, Arkansas, Texarkana, Arkansas. We've got, <coughs> we've got um, Zach and Leah listening tonight. We've got uh, Lori listening. We've got the mayor of Leffer, North Dakota, listening right here on the local radio station. And uh, it's good to have these dignitaries with us. We've got uh, Brother Johnson listening in Mesa, Arizona tonight, and Brother Belgard, my good friend. I hope are Laney and Peyton listening up there too, Brother Belgard. I hope they're listening. We've got uh, so we got a lot of people listening tonight. If you want to be part of the program, text me questions, text me comments, text me scriptures. If you text me scriptures, make sure you you print them all out because so, I don't have time to look them up. Sister Bretts is listening. Sister Bretts, good to have you listening. We miss you. Got to see your daughter-in-law Sue here this week. We drove through the restaurant there, and I said hi to her. I think on Friday, so it's good to have Sister Brett's listening tonight. We've got, um, as you know, as some of you know, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, and we uh, have services We on Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock worship service. Wednesday night, we have our, our uh, worship service. Uh, it's a it's really a church service. I never know what's going to happen that Wednesday night, and uh, so it's not really just a Wednesday night Bible study. Sometimes it is, but we just never know. Sometimes good worship, good prayer, and uh, who knows what's going to happen in a Pentecostal church anywhere. When Jesus shows up, anything can happen. But um, we've got uh, Tuesdays in Beach at the Beach Community Center at seven thirty. We good news. We've bought a building in Beach, so we will eventually have. Sunday services there also. That's Beaches, 60 miles to the west of Dickinson. And on Thursday nights, 
at 7.30, we have church in Bowman, which is to the southwest of us, about 75 miles or so. And then uh, Sunday mornings at 10.30 there, too. That's right on Main Street, Storefront Church. Well, let's see, I got my guitar in the studio. I might sing something. Let's see, what should I sing? Sing something you wrote, Pastor Bob, all right? Um, uh, this song is, somebody told me, is the only Christian song that has the word garbage in it. So we'll see. But this is my part of my story. You pulled me from the garbage. And you taught me how to live. You filled me with your spirit And you washed away my sin You There is none like you, none beside you, you You alone are holy, alone are worthy, you You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you. And I love you, my God. You. And you have given me a family. You have touched my heart and soul. And I really truly can't see why you ever loved me so you there is none like you none beside you 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 alone are holy alone are worthy you you're the one who made me the one who saved me you And I love you, my God Yes, I love you, my God Oh, I love you, my God You And that is part of my story. He did pull me from the garbage and thankful that he did. I've got problems tonight. The uh, hey Jody was singing along with me. She was laughing. Her kids were laughing at the garbage part. All right. Um, the uh, uh, man, I str- I'm, str- I'm struggling. I struggled. I I came into the studio. There are like four different topics that I want to speak about tonight. Last week we had Brother Tim giving his testimony here on the broadcast. Really heard good things about that. And uh, just for you out there in Radio Land, he and his wife did have a baby this week, so they've got a beautiful baby girl, and um, and they're very very excited about that. But uh, you know, I think I'm just going to go with a. I'm going to speak about something that that I really probably one of my favorite things to speak about. I, I love to speak about this, and I like to hear other people speak about it. I like to hear people testify about it. I um, enjoyed Tim's testimony last week on the broadcast because it's just so neat to see the way God leads people. But tonight I want to talk about this topic, don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 2 says, 
To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. And I want to talk about this tonight, how there is a season, there is a time, there is an opportunity to do things. Um, And it's very important that we take advantage of the time and opportunity as it's presented to us. God, by His providence, governs the world. And He's determined particular things and operations in particular times. And during those times, those things might be done with success. But if we neglect the appointed seasons, we sin against this providence and become the authors of our own trouble. Thankfully, God wants us to be saved, and we can still go to heaven, but we can mess up the plan that he has for our lives. And the text that I read in Ecclesiastes addresses the concept of God's plan versus the free will of man. You see, God has a time. He he sends opportunity to plant or harvest, but we still have to move forward and take advantage of this. Uh, Genesis one twenty seven says we are created in the image of God, and and there's a deeper part of us. I, I know I did a program here just recently about this, but there's a deeper part of man. We have a soul, and, I, and but I'm convinced that the reason God created man with free will is because he had a desire for fellowship. He was looking for sons and daughters who had free will. They could make decisions. They could do um, things. And so, tonight, I'm going to kind of bounce back and forward to these two topics about the free will of man and also the providence of God, like God's plan in our life. And the two things don't have to contradict each other. These are, this is an area that, that I feel like um, that you have to think somewhat deeply in to really get it, that we have a God that's got a plan for our life, that he knew this plan before we were ever born. And he sends the opportunity to us so that this plan can be fulfilled in our life. But we must work during the season. For instance, there's a season in North Dakota to plant your garden or your crop. That's a season. And you've got to plant during that season, or you're not going to be able to plant the crop. Uh, there's Around here, I, I own a, a remodeling business. It's called Simon's Homes. Uh, when we moved to Dickinson and started the church here 32 years ago, we uh, started a business here also, and it's done real well. And we've got some people in the church, our church that work for us, and we just um, it's just been a real pleasure to work with the community of Dickinson. And we do certain work that we do is seasonal like our roofing work is seasonal we now we work we do our windows and siding and some of those other things year round even though it's exterior work but roofing we by the end of uh, october we usually are trying to be done with our asphalt roofing work even though we'll do a few steel roofs during the winter so if you're a roofer in in north dakota and you miss the season, the roofing season. 
you're out of luck. You're going to have to go to work at Burger King. Now, that's an honest job. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not going to make the kind of money there that you could make roofing. You see, there's a season to all kinds of things in life. When you have children, there's a season to raise those children in. And you've got to take advantage of that season. And I'm in the season of trying to influence some grandchildren now with my 19 grandchildren and soon to be two great-grandchildren. And so um, that's kind of exciting stuff too. So everything, there's a season and God's got a plan for and a purpose for our life. And he sends us the opportunities for us to fulfill those plans. But my tonight I want to just mention, don't waste your opportunity. God has mercy. He can He can help us. He can give us a second chance. But do not miss the season, the the present opportunity that God is calling you today. Because if you do, and and especially when you miss this uh, great salvation, this chance of salvation, you've missed everything. Now, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we know that if it was God's will that got done 100% of the time, everybody would go to heaven. But we know that not everybody's going to heaven because Jesus said that there is a, a narrow way that leads to life and few there be that find it. And there's a broad way that leads to destruction and many there be that go that way. And so why is this? If it's God's will that we all be saved, why aren't we all saved? Well, it's because of free will. Ecclesiastes 12 and 1 says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Uh, you know, we have, there are, there are, youth can be wasted, and there can be destructive decisions made in youth, where you can miss that season. Now here again, the New Life Pentecostal Church is exactly what the title says. We are into new life. We're into getting people getting second chances. But there are things you can miss. Like, like for instance, if you ruin your marriage by mistreating your spouse and, and just being a, a, a doorknob, and they divorce you and remarry somebody else, there's no going back there. You can't undo that. You know, if there and there's a lot of things in life just like that. So we've got to be careful that we, you know, even though, as I say, we, we are in the time of grace. I just want you to know that God has a plan for our lives, but that doesn't mean we're going to walk in that plan unless we take advantage of the opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Feud. And now she saw the cry that again 
God for grace. Pastor Bob here at the Tell It Like It Is radio show. People texting tonight. Thank you so much. 701-290-7862. Tamara is listening. Brother Rose texting me all kinds of good stuff. Brother Blackshear. Now there's a preacher. Man, his wife, she is a singer. These are some people that are kind of temporarily here. Unless I had my way, I'd just keep them here. But uh, nice kids and... and um, uh, he's a preacher. She's a singer. Uh, her boy is a drummer, man. Or their boy, I should say. Anyway, a bunch of people texting tonight. Good to have all of you. You can be part of the program. I'm not going to give shout-outs right now, but 701-290-7862. We are talking about how there is a season. We've got to take advantage. Don't miss the opportunity that God has given us. You look at the famous Bible characters and you look at the seasons of their life. You look at Joseph in the Old Testament. Of course, this isn't the Joseph that was was uh, Jesus' stepdad, but this was the Joseph uh, that was uh, in the Old Testament. And he, the, he, God had a purpose. God had a plan for his life. He he planned on using Joseph to not only save the uh, world, at least in that area, but also his own family. 
And because of this, God had to get Joseph in the right position where he could use him. And Joseph went through all kinds of adventures. He was uh, hated by his brothers. They sold him. He went into slavery in Egypt. While he was in slavery, he became the head man at a plantation that he was the slave at. He was accused of trying to attack and rape the, the boss's wife. He was thrown in prison. In prison, he became the head prisoner, the lead prisoner, the man in charge of the organization of the prison. Uh, he, uh, he ended up through a interesting event to become the, an advisor and eventually the second in command to king, to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, the, probably the most powerful country in the earth at this time. Joseph became the administrator, the prime minister of Egypt. And God had a purpose, God had a plan for Joseph. But I'm telling you, every door that God opened for Joseph, Joseph's free will was also in play here. God didn't make Joseph do any of these things, but Joseph saw the opportunity, took the opportunity, and the dream that God gave Joseph as a young man became a reality. I'm telling you that God has a purpose, he has a plan for your life. But you don't want to miss the cue. You don't want to miss the, as God sends us the cues. You look at all the people, all the great people in the Old Testament, Samuel the prophet. Samuel, there was a plan for Samuel before he was born. Samuel's mom couldn't have a baby. She prayed and told the Lord, if you give me a baby, I'll dedicate him to you. God gave her a baby, and her and her husband a baby, and she dedicated him to the Lord. She put him in the temple, and he be, and eventually he became a prophet. Let me just tell you this. You and I had no choice of who our parents were. We had no choice of which country we were going to be, be born in. I don't believe in predestination, but there are things that I had no choice of in my life. But God had a plan for me, and he had a plan for Samuel. Samuel ministered before the Lord as a child in 1 Samuel 2.18. The Bible said in in 1 Samuel 2.26, he grew and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. In 1 Samuel 3 and 19, uh, the Bible said Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and he did not let none of his words fall to the ground. And everybody knew he was a prophet. You see, God had a plan for Samuel. He had a plan for Joseph. And he's got a plan for you. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 1 and 5 before, the Lord told Jeremiah before, I formed thee in the belly. I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I can't speak, I'm, I'm just a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. When you're called by God, He has a plan for you. Don't say that I can't do it. God had a plan for Queen Esther. She was a beautiful little Jewish girl. But because of her beauty, she had the opportunity to become the king 
or the queen of a mighty nation. She wasn't, she didn't ask for the beauty. She didn't do anything to gain the beauty. I'm telling you, God opens doors. God has a plan. And we need to walk in this plan. And because of Esther's great beauty in becoming the queen, she ended up saving her people, the Jewish people, from destruction. And they still celebrate that story today, every year, with a national holiday. Moses, he was he was a man that uh, whose mother worked to save his life. They were killing all the male children, the Egyptians were, all the Hebrew male children. And she saved his life. And Moses cried at the right opportunity as a baby. He didn't try to do that. He didn't, there wasn't anything that he could, uh, he cried and Pharaoh's daughter was there and she heard the cry of baby Moses and she had pity on him. She took him into her home. She raised him as her own son. And the Bible said that Moses could have been the next pharaoh of Egypt, but he turned it down to be a great leader in the kingdom of God. Now, I'm telling you, I, this, this, this program is going to uh, take a different turn in a little bit. But I'm telling you that God has got a purpose for your life. He's got a plan for your life. And God wants to use us. He wants to use me. You know, when uh, when that Elks building was being built here in Dickinson, it's right on, if you're not from Dickinson, it's it's like the predominant building in Dickinson. That's my own humble opinion, but I think it is. They built the Elks on Highway 90, Interstate 94. I think it was built like in the late 70s, early 80s. The top floor of that building is 18,000 square feet. And three years ago, we bought that building... And we turned it into a Pentecostal church. It'll seat 500 people. The predominant, the most pristine location in Dickinson, in my opinion. We put a big old sign up right there, and and when you drive by, people say, I saw your church on the interstate. When When they were building that church, when they were putting the heating system in, when they were putting the steel in, when they were laying the brick, when they were doing all that work, God knew that was going to be a Acts 238 apostolic church in 2018. He knew that. So he had a plan. Mm, let's try singing this song. Dangerous when you're live, I'll tell you that. Balaam, he had a donkey who was gentle and true and kind. And the donkey saw an angel with a sword. So he slipped old Balaam past him. Well, he'd done it three times. Balaam got so mad he beat the donkey. So the Lord, well, he gave the donkey language. (laughs) And the donkey plainly brayed. There's an angel about to strike you on the path Then Balaam's eyes were opened He realized he'd been saved By a donkey from the angel of God's wrath And a princess pulled a baby out of the water 
He was hidden in the rushes, sleeping in a basket made of reeds. And you never know who God is gonna use, a princess or a baby, or maybe even you or me. Esther, she was a beauty who was pleasing to a man. And the man that she was a-pleasing was the king. But her people's lives were threatened by some wicked men's plans. She didn't know how the Lord was gonna intervene. But Mordecai, her uncle, he was honest, but he was smart. He knew that Esther's beauty was a gift. He said, maybe you could cook some supper. Maybe you could change a king's heart. Who knows what you came into the world for such a time as this. And a princess pulled a baby out of the water. Whoa, where's my rhythm on that? He was hidden in the rushes, sleeping in a basket made of reeds. And you never know who God is going to use. A princess or a baby Or maybe even you Or me (laughs) You never know who God is going to use Could be a gravelly voiced preacher from Dickinson, North Dakota You just never know Pastor Bob, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show Talking about one of my favorite topics God sends us opportunity We don't want to miss that opportunity you know, um, Moses tried to get out of it. He, Exodus 3.11, he said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? You see, when you are walking in the will of God, it doesn't matter who you are, but it doesn't matter a lot who he, who he is and who's called you. It really does. You know, I was in Pennsylvania, uh, what is it, was it two Sundays ago? Yeah, two Sundays ago. And um, I was preaching this message, but the problem was, I was talking about don't miss the opportunity. The problem was, the adult Sunday school teacher, his name was Brother Rainey, like rain with an E on it, Rainey. He taught an adult Bible class right before I got up to preach, and he stole my topic. He preached the same thing. So I got up and preached it anyway and just filled in the filled in the gaps that he missed. But his story made me very emotional. He didn't finish the story while he was telling it, this brother Rainey from Pennsylvania. He didn't finish the story. So during the worship service, I ran back and I grabbed him and I said, "What? You know, I had to find out what happened. You know, he didn't finish it. Apparently, everybody else in that church knew what happened. But he told a story about the way he was raised. He said there were three children. His mom had three children, all with three different men. It was not a good home. He said, in fact, his mom, he was being babysat. He and his, his siblings were being babysat by a woman 
whose husband was having an affair with his mom. I mean, this is how messed up it was. Brother Rainey said he was in all kinds of trouble. I mean, all kinds of trouble. He was only 14 years old and getting into tons of trouble because of the way he grew up. And then his mother was killed in a car accident. He was killed in a car accident, and he ended up getting in the church. Well, that's how he ended the story. Well, I went back during the song service in that service. I said, "What? Well, you got to tell me what happened. How did you get into this church? He goes, well, when my mom was killed, my aunt and uncle went to this church. And they took me into their home, and they put me in the Christian school here, and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit during one of the chapel services at the school. And now this young man is preaching. I'm telling you, God is working in people's lives. He had nothing to do with that story until he was presented with the opportunity. Are you getting this tonight? Is this making sense to you? I mean... This troubled 14-year-old boy was taken, his mother died in a car accident, and he was taken and put into a home of people that believed that you need to repent of your sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus by immersion, and that the Holy Spirit is still for today, and it's God's plan for us to have it. And at 14, he was put into that home, he was presented that gospel, and he accepted it. And I think he was in his mid-30s, I think, when I met him here a few weeks ago, with his own children, living for God, serving God. I'm telling you, folks, God will send you the opportunity to be saved. But you've got to take it. You've got to want it. I don't believe in predestination. I believe whosoever will can drink of the water of life freely. That's what I believe. I believe the Bible says it. I mean, your favorite verse, you out in Radio Land, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever. So God wants us to be saved. He sends us the opportunity to be saved. And could it be tonight, for you that are listening, maybe driving around Dickinson in your car, sitting at home in the bathtub listening to this AM station, could this be your opportunity tonight? Let me catch my breath, play just kind of a quiet little portion of a song. Look at my text. You can text me 701-290-7862. Shout call upon the name. Of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever believeth on him, for the scripture saith, Whosoever shall call. Upon the name 
of the Lord shall be saved. For there is no difference. There is no difference between. There is no difference between you and me. The same God over all is rich. Unto all that call upon Him, whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever believeth on Him, as the Scripture says, whosoever shall call. Upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For there is no difference. Is no difference. That's kind of an unreleased Lance Appleton song. And I just played part of it, Whosoever It's Called. His son, Eric, put a bunch of stuff on the internet under freelance music, and you can listen to that stuff. Some of it's really good. I mean, it's not cut, really. It was never made into a CD, but it's if you like Lance Appleton music, it's good stuff, which I happen to like Lance Appleton music. When I first got into the church back in 1978, I um, some of the first Pentecostal music I ever listened to was I'm a one God apostolic tongue talking holy rolling born again heaven bound believer in the name of Jesus in Jesus name oops I messed that up can't believe it talking about the call of God the season of salvation and then also our reaction to that tonight you know um, Jesus said in one place in Matthew chapter 22 he said many are called but few are chosen. That's in verse 14. Some people think that means predestination. They think that that verse means that God calls people, but then decides he doesn't want them to go to heaven. So they can't go. They end up in hell. Well, um, that's not what that verse means. You've got to read it in the context. Jesus is telling a story. Uh, let me read part of it, Matthew twenty two nine. He said, Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. Okay, see, he, there was a marriage. Jesus was telling a story about this marriage feast. A bunch of people were invited. They decided not to come. They didn't want to come. They were too busy to come. It wasn't important to them. And so the master of the ceremonies, of course, we understand is God here, but he, uh, he said to the servants, people like me and others, he said, You go out into the highways, and as many as you can find, invite to my marriage. So the servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And I love that, bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him in outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then he said, For many are called, but few are chosen. These people, these poor people, were invited to this wedding feast. None of them had wedding garments when they got there. They couldn't have. They were poor people. 
good and bad people, people that just got out of prison, people that were people that uh, just uh, like Jody, who's texting me, they were on meth two years ago. You know, um, she's been off free from meth for two years. Your favorite verse, you like that part, Jody, that says the good and the bad? (laughs) I love that part. He invited the good and the bad. Why did this man not have on a wedding garment when I believe they were issued at the door? Because he decided not to put it on. He decided his, his garment was just as good. And he was thrown out. The reason he wasn't chosen isn't because he didn't have the opportunity, but he didn't do his part to make the opportunity work. The reason he was kicked out, he knew what he should have done, and he decided not to do it. You see, God does the calling. He sends the opportunities to us. But when we fail to walk in his will, we disqualify ourselves. The plan of God for my life. But what if I said no? You know, let me tell you another story. I told you a beautiful story about a guy named Brother Rainey who whose mom died when he was 14. He was taken in by his aunt and uncle that went to a Pentecostal church in Pennsylvania, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in their Christian school, and he's living for God today. But let me tell you another story. This is also a true story. There was a young boy that was born in Colombia many years ago. This young boy was born with polio. He was crippled. He told me himself that he remembers this part of the story, but his mother took him to a hospital, and he had a note, and he was just a little boy, maybe four, but he said he remembers it. He doesn't know exactly what the note said, but it probably said something like this, I can't take care of my son. Could you please find somebody that can? And so he ended up in an orphanage in Colombia. And he was adopted by some people in this Dickinson area many years ago. This young boy went to school in a little town near Dickinson. I believe he started first grade when he was 12 years old. But he was very little because the polio had stunted him. He was very short couldn't speak English, and so he started first grade. I mean, he might have been 10 years old, but I know he was, he was not the right age for first grade. This young boy, when he graduated from high school, decided to move. He moved out to Wisconsin. And I know the story very well because I'm in the story in places. But while he was in Wisconsin, this, this young man now, that came from Columbia, that was adopted by some people in North Dakota. The the mobile home he was staying at, a fight broke out there one night, and he was afraid. And so he he took his walkers, he he, he used uh, crutch walker things, and he walked across to the neighbor's house, and he slept on their deck, a covered deck there, a covered porch. And in the morning, the people in that porch woke up, and they found him there, and they found out the story. And they invited this young man to live with them. These people in this mobile home happened to be a Pentecostal pastor 
in Wisconsin. And because of that, this young man was exposed to the Acts 238 message. He was baptized in the name of Jesus. I believe he even received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then he moved back to the Dickinson area. That pastor called me. His last name was Olson. And he called me. In fact, Brother Jones, it's Tim Olson's brother, Eric. He called me and said, I've invested a lot into this young man. He gave me his name and he said, if you see him, uh, try to get a hold of him. He said, we've, we've invested a lot into him. And one day, after a period of time, this young man showed up to our church, and I recognized him right away because of the description. He was crippled. He was very short. And of course, his name was the same. And for a period of time, that young man started attending our church. And it's a very, very long story, and it's a very, very sad story. But he walked away from God. And he ended up in prison. And the last time I heard of him, he was in a federal prison, in the federal prison system somewhere in the United States, you know, the way they move him from place to place. You see, he had, God had a plan for this young man as a crippled boy in Columbia. He brought him to the Dickinson area, then to Wisconsin. He exposed him to this message, but he said no. He said no. This is a missed opportunity. You know, before I get into uh, kind of the tail end of this program, let me just uh, mention again, you know, Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. I'm, I plan on being the speaker. We'd love to have you come. Uh, we've got a great church, a lot of good people. You're going to make a good connection there. Just good, good people. People that will love you, um, people that love the Lord, people that are dedicated to the Lord. Our Wednesday night service is well attended, and you'll love, you'll love being there. Bring your children. Um, you know, we... we um, We've never quit having church, even during the COVID epidemic. Uh, we've had services we haven't. I don't know if we even missed one service. I don't remember. I don't think so. And we're not planning on missing them. I don't know from you from out of state. Our governor just mandated a mask thing, but he said churches are exempt. So I'm thinking, good. <laughs> That's awesome. But anyway, we'd love to have you come this Wednesday night. Or if you live in the beach area, the Beach Community Center at 7.30 Tuesday night. That's not hard to find. It's kind of right on the main street there in Beach. Thursday night in Bowman at the, um, at right there on uh, 18 Main Street, Bowman, 730. Sunday's also in Bowman at 1030 and Dickinson at 10 Sunday School 11 worship service. We have a church in Beulah, Truth Community Church. And that I don't have the address for, but uh, if you text me, I can get it for you. I should write all these things down. I used to have an engineer do all this stuff. So anyway, I wanted to just say that. But don't miss the opportunity that God has. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7 says this. Seek ye the Lord while he may, or seek ye the Lord while he is near. Or while he may be found, I'm sorry. Call ye upon him while he is near. 
Think about this. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. When could he be found? Right now. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. This, These verses tell us we need to take opportunity now. I was 20 years old. I didn't know anything about the Acts 2.38 message. Nothing. I didn't know anybody that knew anything about the Acts 2.38 message. Not a th- no, Nobody. No one. And God began to work in my life. I had a drug issue going on in my life. I didn't like it. I was, I was at the point where I was trying to get away from it. Because of this, um, I know that I was seeking after God, even though I didn't really know where to look. When my oldest son was born, my son Luke, when I was in the delivery room with him, I felt something, but I didn't know what it was. I came out of the delivery room, and a friend of mine who had just got out of a drug treatment center told me, I told him, I said, I felt something in there. He said, that was God you felt. A little while later, I was smoke. I was in my car in Valley City where I, I was on an athletic scholarship for wrestling there at Valley City State. I was smoking pot. I was all by myself, and I heard a voice, and the voice said, get out of your car. Throw your pot and your paraphernalia in that little river. Another voice told me, don't do that. That's stupid. Don't do that. The other voice said, no, do it. The other voice said, don't do that. You've tried things like this before. It hasn't worked. And I realized this must be God talking to me. This, the other voice was the devil. And I got out of my car, threw that pot away. I told my wife, I came home and I told my wife, I said, I'd like to try a different church. And we were going home to visit in Bismarck, and I told her I'd like to try that little church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. Didn't know anything about it. Don't know why I said that. She was raised Catholic, so she was used to going to church. She said, I'll go to church with you. And so that same Saturday, a friend of mine, the same one that got out of the drug treatment center, called me, said, we're trying a new church tomorrow. My sister-in-law from Denver came up here, and she went all over town looking for churches. And we, she wants us to go to this church. I go, which church is it? He goes, it's the one on the corner of 16th and Rosser. I said, you know what, Bob? I was thinking of going there anyway. That's kind of strange. Short time later, my wife's friend Debbie called. And she said, I'm trying. Or she said, I'm going to get baptized at my dad's church this Sunday. And I'd like you and Bob to be there. And my wife said, which church is it? She said, it's that little white church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. Telling you folks, I was 20 years old and God had a plan for Bob Simons. He had a plan for me. He, He had an appointment with me. And I went to visit that little Pentecostal church. Wasn't very many people there, you know, maybe 40, 50 that, that service. 
And the preacher told a story at the end of the service. Nothing made sense in the service. I couldn't figure out what was going on. But he told a story, Pastor David Walters. That story connected with me. I didn't do anything about it right then. But that following week on a Wednesday, I was back in Valley City. My wife stayed in Bismarck to take her state nursing tests. And I was back in Valley City. And her friend Debbie, the one that was baptized, she lived in Valley City. She picked me up. She brought me to a really little Pentecostal church in Valley City. There might have been eight people there, plus me and Debbie. And the preacher wasn't really a preacher. The pastor had left, and one of the men in the church just kind of took over. The way he was preaching, he was reading the Bible and commenting. And he read Acts twenty-two sixteen, And this is what it says. And now, why tarriest thou? Arise, be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And when he read that verse, the same little voice that spoke to me and told me to throw my pot in the river said, you need to get baptized like that. That was 42 years ago. What if I'd have said no? What if I would have said no? I would have missed... I'm not saying God couldn't have reached out again, but I'm just saying don't say no. There's a, the, One of the most foolish men in all the Bible was a man named Judas. He was exposed to God in the flesh, and he wouldn't surrender. I sing this song on the radio sometimes. I didn't write this, but it's old, old song. Hello, Judas, you poor old fool You never did understand Never did know what the teacher was doing All across the land Yeah, so hung up on your own desires That you never took time to see All in the world that he was a-doing Was trying to set you free So you ratted old Judas and you took your silver and you thought you were doing great. But when you got sorry, you turned in your money and found that it was too late. Well, you never understood the wherefores and you never understood the whys. Go along, Judas, down the my way highway, down to your own demise. I said, go along, Judas, down the my way highway, down to your own demise. Go along, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go along, Judas, you can die all alone. Go along, Judas, cause you never did understand what the teacher was doing in the land. Go along, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go along, Judas, you can die all alone. Go along, Judas, move your feet right on down that Ego Street. I said to go down to your potter's field. Go, Judas. I'll watch you die, Judas. But, oh, my friend, won't you stop right here? There's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. Don't miss the opportunity. One way leads to a potter's field. 
the other way leads to a cross. Stop right here, there's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field, the other way leads to a cross. I said stop right here, there's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field, the other way leads to a cross. Oh, my friend, stop right here. There's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. And Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close this broadcast, God, I pray that people are listening and have understood and that they don't will not miss the opportunity. God, the opportunity to give their life to you, to surrender their life to you, the opportunity to repent of their sins, the opportunity to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins, and the opportunity to receive the gift of your Spirit. I just pray for our listening audience tonight. Pastor Bob here, I had four different topics I wanted to talk about. For some reason, I felt like doing this. Maybe you know why. Maybe you're listening to me and you know why. This number I've been giving out throughout the broadcast is my personal cell phone number. 701-290-7862. Make a connection with somebody that knows this message. God bless you folks. Lord willing, next Sunday night at 806 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another tell like it is seem to be worth living Without you we just exist Without you we're just going through the motion Without you we're in a fix So I'll hang on to your promises Cause Lord I know You don't lie And I'll keep on serving you Each and every moment Until the day I Yeah.
wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.